Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Betting Live Show brought to you by Fantasy Life and our friends at DraftKings. I'm Matthew Friedman, Matt Effie Workle, and here with me are Jeff Ulrich, aka The Fantasy Grind, and Ian Harditz, aka I Harditz. In this episode, we're looking at player props for Super Bowl 58, which is still a week away. So, we've got a long time to examine the expansive prop menu for the biggest game of the year. And today, we're doing the player props. Uh, you know, some of them a little untraditional, mine especially. Uh, and then next week on the Fantasy Life Show, we will do the full-blown Super Bowl preview. And on the prop pod next week, we will hit on the different types of props. So game props, MVP bets, SGPs, etc. In the meantime, though, Jeff, you are up in the frozen tundra of Canada. I am snowed in yes. in the mountains of New Hampshire, dealing with a mouse in the washing machine taken care of. Don't want to go into the details of that. I've, I've committed way too much mental energy to that mouse this morning. Uh, but Ian, he is down in Florida soaking up the sun and sipping on margaritas. I feel like one of us is making really great life decisions. And then, Jeff, there's you and me. Uh, not that I'm tilted about any of this. Jeff, how's it going? I know it's going good. It's actually pretty nice up here. Um, you know, I'm a week away from taking a trip of my own, so that's good. There's no mice in my house. I can't complain. I mean, my dog would absolutely destroy the mouse anyways if if it came in. She's just an absolute small animal killer. She's she's a, she's an assassin. So I, I don't have to worry about things like that, luckily. But um, yeah, no, going good, man. I mean, just diving into the Super Bowl stuff early on. Got a couple really weird props, like you said, uh, to go over today. Uh, one of them is is potentially going to break me next week, but um, I'm excited for it. I mean, I, I'm, I'm excited to hear how it's going for Ian down there in Florida. Totally not jealous at all. Yeah, hey. in Florida. I mean, I'm imagining that it is awesome <laughs> and you are having dinner every night at uh, 4 p.m. with Morty and Helen Seinfeld. <laughs> <laughs> so, so something like that, something like that. But yeah, boys, great day to be great. Especially here, uh, my goodness, guys, 75 degrees and sunny out. Can't stress enough how good it is to be away from lovely Columbus, Ohio here just for a few days. So still, you know, got all the articles and all the podcasts and stuff, but just something about getting the work done and, you know, non-freezing degrees and in a mouse-free Airbnb. So thank you to the fine folks that have uh, gotten that ready for me. Yeah, I mean, no no mice, but also no coffee in your Airbnb. So ah. you, you got to take the good with the bad. Uh, all right. A take the mouse. A few reminders. Um, you can find our props and lots of other bets in the free Fantasy Life Bet Tracker. Check out the Discord where we sometimes highlight the bets that we are liking. Uh, my player projections, along with the official site projections managed by Dwayne McFarland. You can find those in the Fantasy Life Projections tool. We have the Fantasy Life Prop tool, which allows you to compare our projections with the props across the market. We also have recently released the Fantasy Life Prop Finder which allows you easily to search by player and to find the most advantageous lines in the market. And then remember, of course, that lines and projections do change. All right. The Super Bowl, Chiefs, 49ers, again, a rematch of the game that we had four years ago, which uh, I wouldn't say was like an instant classic, but I think was a, a pretty great game. And I think this one will also be a really good game. We have a tight spread here. 49ers favored by two, 47 and a half point over under. So it could be a very tight, competitive game here. Jeff, I want to start with you. Let's uh, let's start with the Chiefs first, and then we'll go to 49ers, any props that we like there. But Jeff, looking at the prop board for the players, anything stand out to you? So, I mean, look, Ian had a great call last week, you know, take the overs on Justin Watson, MBS. And look, it, uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, absolutely. Take a victory lap. <laughs> it took till the last play of the game, but he got there. And MBS, um, you know, I, I think that when you look at his playoff performance thus far, you know, it does 
make me take a double take here. I'm going to play him. I mentioned this as well on the prop last week, though. Longest reception. It basically is at the same level that we're at last week. It's gone up a yard, 13.5 yards, longest reception for Marquez Valdez-Scantling. I think when you look at his usage, too, he had a 56% route rate against Buffalo, but he had four targets, two catches of 30 yards or more. Um, you know, Buffalo made that game a little closer, so he got a couple more targets. Last week, only two targets, but he had 96% route rate. I, that's pretty interesting. That's a season high. So I can't really see the chiefs necessarily dialing him back a ton. Just from a snap perspective, you look at the 49ers secondary, Ambry Thomas has not been good in the playoffs. He's banged up a little bit as well. They gave up big plays to Romeo Dobbs, Bo Melton against the Packers last week, Josh Reynolds and Jamison Williams, both caught passes of over 20 yards. And I will take this one step further. I will, I will definitely let's, you know, th that was the sort of non-degenerate part. Let's take this a step further. MVS over his career guys, six, 100 yard games, two of them, two of them have come against the San Francisco 49ers. Okay. As a rookie, he put up a three one eleven line against them. No, excuse me. He put up 108 yards against them as a rookie and then best game as a chief um, came in 2022 last year, three catches, 111 yards. I like MVS on DraftKings longest catch of the game plus 1000 mm. and you can take this an even step further. This one makes no sense to me on DraftKings Marquez Valdez Scaling is plus 4000 to have the most receiving yards in this game. Now yes, he's a long shot for that to happen, but he should not be priced alongside backup tight ends on the 49ers. I don't even know who these guys are. He's got the same price in this category as like Charlie Warner. Charlie Werner. So, I mean, I just think it's a bit of a misprice. I'm telling you, I'm, I'm going to, that's the full degenerate menu for Marquez Valdez Scanling. Like I said, the normal prop is just play him over longest reception. I like that one quite a bit in this game, but I'm going to be playing him through a bunch of stuff. This is going to be my, 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 my just YOLO bet for the week, Marquez Valdez Scanling. So. You know, it sounds like uh, Charlie Warner is priced a little too high. That's that's what it, that's what it sounds yeah. like. Not necessarily that MVS is priced too low, but maybe. I mean, this is actually really interesting because a, a dude who is actually running like ninety eight percent of the routes and who yeah. is a deep ball receiver going against a secondary that's missing one of its safeties, like there's actually a chance. Like there is a a chance that is probably better than two percent that he ends up leading the game in receiving yards. So that one actually is kind of intriguing to me. I'm going to think about that one a little bit, uh, you know, kind of, kind of chew on that. But uh, yeah, I mean, the over 13 and a half yards for longest reception. Yeah, that one, that one is looking pretty good. Ian, what stands out to you uh, for the Chiefs? I like that one, Jeff. I was actually digging in those similar streets uh, yesterday. I was in the longest rush, you know, category. And Debo Samuel is at plus 2,000 right there with Purdy at like plus 2,200. Sadly, he's already down plus 1,500. So not my pick anyway, guys. With the Chiefs here, I'm going with Isaiah Pacheco. 80-plus rushing yards alternate line, plus 180 odds right now over with the fine folks at DraftKings. So with this, just straight up over the last four weeks, he's hit 68, 97, 89, and 130 
rushing yards. And the only time he didn't hit it, just 12 yards away against a Lions defense that, as we talked about for an entire week, has been one of the best groups against the run all season long. And honestly, I was just surprised to still see him get 24 rush attempts in the first place, uh, you know, in that one. So not the Lions, the Ravens, excuse me, getting these games mixed up. But Ravens, very freaking good defense. I think we can all agree on that one. And then just looking ahead now to this matchup, the 49ers, as great as Fred Warner and Nick Bosa are and everything, not exactly the stiffest defense here against the run. 26 in yards after contact allowed per carry, 19th in explosive run play rate allowed, 21st in just raw yards per carry. I mean, we've seen them be had on the ground, especially recently. I mean, we looked and saw David Montgomery, 93 yards on 15 carries. Aaron Jones, 108 yards on 18 carries. Joe Mixon, James Conner, Jerome Ford have also cleared his 80 yards mark. It's one of these things where... Not, again, going to call the 49ers a horrific run defense. I think similar to a team like the Ravens, we have a situation where they realize in the year 2024 makes more sense to devote more resources to stopping the pass than the run. But just with the way Pacheco's been running, absolutely dominating utilization, like getting that legit 90% plus snap rate uh, in some of these games here. I think he'll see 15 to 20 carries against a fairly mid defense. And at this point, we got to give you know, Pacheco some flowers himself as a pretty darn good running back, plus 180 yards for just... 80 rushing yards guys sign me up for that also it wouldn't be against a ladder situation here where we take you know 70 plus 80 plus 90 plus 100 plus and mess around and see what happens you know i i like that one um i have something that ties in with pacheco a little bit later in the show but yeah i think that his um his prop market is a little bit underpriced here i haven't projected for 70 so like it's okay. not all that far of a leap to go from 70 to 80 so uh, I do, I do like that one quite a bit. Uh, the one that I am looking at here, it, this is I'm going far field. Patrick Mahomes under 21 and a half fantasy points at oh. DraftKings. Uh, I, I'll just say I was projected for 18.6. I think you could bet it down to 20 and a half. But uh, years ago, I I built the foundation of my bankroll by betting fantasy point props at one particular place. And I went at these props as hard as I could until I was backed off and the book just stopped posting them. Like those were, those were the days. But now whenever I see fantasy point props, my attention is immediately peaked. And I think like, just think about it. like books have gotten way better at pricing traditional player props, but the market is still really exploitable. And if books sometimes struggle to set good lines for normal player stats, imagine how much harder it is for them when they're thinking about fantasy points. Like it's like a derivative of a derivative for them. And like when it comes to fantasy point props, like I actually believe that typical fantasy degenerates like us still have a true edge in that market. And DraftKings, the, the gods of gambling, bless them for posting fantasy point props for the Super Bowl. And this Mahomes prop stands out. So I just I like I actually really want to give a shout out to DraftKings for posting these props and uh, so fun to bet. I haven't seen them at other books. So great jobs by DraftKings, who, by the way, is an official partner of the NFL and is gearing up for the big game with a huge offer right now. All new customers can get two hundred dollars in bonus bets instantly when they place their first five dollar wager on anything. Uh, Super Bowl 58, it is just around the corner, and we have teamed up with DraftKings Sportsbook. Get it, get in on the action by downloading the DraftKings app, and don't forget to use our promo code FANTASYLIFE. Again, new customers who bet just $5 will get $200 in bonus bets instantly, and maybe you can use your $200 in bonus bets on some fantasy point props or some of those same-game parlays that we'll be talking about on next week's show if you want a shot at an even bigger 
pay out. And if sports betting isn't interstate, you can still get in on the fun with DraftKings Daily Fantasy for the chance to win cash prizes. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. New customers use our promo code FANTASYLIFE and bet just $5 on any wager and get $200 in bonus bets instantly. That is promo code FANTASYLIFE. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. The crown is yours and the crown will be mine. When Patrick Mahomes goes under 21 and a half DraftKings points. Looking at Mahomes in the regular season, 16 games played. He went over 21 and a half DraftKings points in just three of them while averaging 19.3 points. And then in the postseason, he has put up 18.6, 18.5, and 15.1 DraftKings points. Like, I mean, obviously, Mahomes, he's the GOAT, whatever. Like, he's certainly capable of hitting the over, but his pass catchers haven't done him any favors this year and his matchup isn't great with the 49ers they're number five in defensive dropback epa and the chiefs have just been much more of a run heavy team this year and that plays into the idea of like pacheco having a really big game in the super bowl maybe mahomes is doing a little bit less as a passer and uh as a highlight in the super bowl 58 betting breakdown available at fantasy life i like the under of 47 and a half points for the total and if that game goes under then I think that means a number of player props are also doing the same. So that dovetails in with uh, the under here for Mahomes. And I hate sounding like a Mahomes pessimist, but the last time he had more than 21 and a half DraftKings points was week seven. Like that is so long ago. Sheesh. And like when he passed for four, and that was, he passed for 424 yards and four touchdowns against the Chargers. Like he's not getting that kind of game this game. And the 49ers are not the Chargers. In 18 real games this year, so taking out the meaningless Week 18, the 49ers have allowed only five quarterbacks, only five of 18 starting quarterbacks to go over 21 and a half DraftKings points. Like, this is by far my favorite bet on the board. And I think it's representative of the expanded menu that we get for the Super Bowl. So I, I wanted to highlight it. Like, most weeks, we're not getting fantasy point props. It's the Super Bowl. We're getting everything that's available to us and like the weirder the prop is i think there's oftentimes like more opportunity that it is mispriced because books just aren't used to thinking about those kind of props so that's where i am on the chiefs patrick mahomes under 21 and a half giraffe kings points all right let's talk about the 49ers jeff what stands out to you here i like that mahomes prop i mean i think that if the the game goes for Kansas City the way they want it to go he'll go under that pretty easily and this kind of also ties into a prop I like for the 49ers um, looking at Brock Purdy I'm going to go under 126.5 yards passing in the first half so again another one of these markets where you know we usually I don't know if you usually get first yard first half passing yards certainly not something I look at but uh, I looked at it this week and it's pretty interesting Brock Purdy averaged 9.3 yards per attempt but he averaged just 8.4 yards per attempt in the first half of all his starts this year. Um, in the second half, he attempted fewer passes, but he averaged 11.3 yards per attempt. So this kind of all goes into the thesis that Kyle Shannon, when he comes out in the start of games, is a little bit more conservative and he wants to get the run going. And, and I think he wants to get the short passing game going and that all makes sense. But then you look at Brock Purdy in the first two playoff games as well. And this goes even further. Average 6.2 yards per attempt against the Lions. And he was he was pretty bad against the Packers, too. He had 125 yards, 10 for 16 in that game. He was just 7 for 15 against the Lions. So he's had two starts in a row where he started poorly. He's really, like, not thrown downfield much at all. 
and the 49ers have just started conservatively. And I look at this game and I just I can't see Kyle Shanahan coming out and being like, yeah, let's let's YOLO it downfield and see what happens. He's going to try and run Christian McCaffrey. He's going to try and keep this game close and just give his offense a chance again to pull it out. I, I'm I'm really certain that that's probably going to be the game plan for San Francisco. Then to top this all off, you have the Chiefs. They held Lamar Jackson five of 12 for 67 yards in the first half last week. Like this is a very good Chiefs defense and they're very good at containing long plays anyways. So even if the 49ers dominate the first half, it's probably going to be because Christian McCaffrey got like 15 carries and maybe Brock Purdy does have some long throws, but to get to 126 yards in the first half, I, I think you're going to need some broken plays. Like I think you're going to have to have maybe like a Mahomes interception and San Francisco has the ball the whole half or something. It, it's a long shot. I, I like the under here, 126.5 for Purdy in the first half. Again, he could have a big second half because San Francisco's down or something, or it just turns into a shootout. But I think in this first half, it's going to be conservative. And I think Brock Purdy goes under this. Yeah, this this is interesting. One thing you'll notice with a lot of the the books is that for uh, uh, props that uh, are for the whole game, they'll just often cut them in half, and that's how they have like their first half and second half numbers. And like that's not really how a lot of things normally break down for players. And so if you can identify something where there actually is some signal. Uh, and you can like identify the reason of why a player would have more production in the first half versus the second half or vice versa. There can be some exploitable angles there. So I like this one. Uh, this is this is pretty intriguing. I haven't really thought about the splits for Purdy, but uh, yeah, this this looks like it could be uh, something that's exploitable there. I like that one. All right, Ian, you are also looking at Brock Purdy, but Purdy as a runner. Yes, sir. And we are once again betting a $40 candle on it. We are back to an actual $40 candle. I told my fiance, future Mrs. Tits, about it. And she informed me that she is actually well aware of plenty of candles that cost at least $40. So back on it, guys. We've sadly, you know, won these bets two weeks in a row. So my household isn't smelling great, but confident that, you know, we're either going to keep winning money or I'll have a candle here, two birds, one stone, if you will. But yes, Brock Purdy over three and a half rush attempts plus one third. 30 odds guys so looking at him just in his four full playoff games not counting the eagles game when he immediately got hurt four three six and five and honestly like the cool thing about this not that i even necessarily expect the 49ers to win but imagine a world where we're sitting there at two with a you know minute 30 left in the game Mahomes throws a game ending interception Kneel the ball down, baby. Let's keep that number going up. So as frustrating as that can be on the rushing yards market sometimes, getting those extra rush attempts at the end of the game can be useful. But honestly, I don't even think Purdy's going to need them, as we saw over these last two weeks. When they do get in situations where they need to start you know, playing a bit of a catch-up-oriented uh, offensive game plan, we have seen Purdy be able to extend plays and honestly make a lot of good things happen. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and call him gritty, sneaky, athletic, you know, Jim Rat, just every word we can use for a white dude that happens to be you know pretty fast out there but seriously the guy is you know at least at this point anyone's still saying that he's jimmy g-esque just being lazy with watching the damn game so 
on the defensive side of things, the Chiefs actually have run the six most like primary man coverage, cover one, cover zero, cover two, those sorts of things uh, throughout the season. And I do think there's something there to the idea that when defenders are playing man coverage, it's not like zone where you keep your eyes on the ball and the quarterback the whole time. You know, you got to run with this guy. Hey, I do think the Chiefs, when they were playing Lamar Jackson, were far more willing to keep a spy there. Not so sure that's going to be the case with Purdy as it wasn't last week when they were facing the Lions. So really, I do think, uh, again, we just get a couple there on third down. Last game of the year. Can't hold anything uh, back now, as Dan Fouts would say about the situation. But yeah, perfect marriage of the defense running a ton of man and the Chiefs did accordingly allow the third most quarterback rushing attempts during the regular season with a quarterback that we know can skew just a little bit. And again, this idea that we've continuously seen that when we are in a playoff format, teams are more willing to expose their quarterbacks to hits. So plus 130 at over three and a half, guys. Sign me up in, you know, worst case, give me a new candle. You know, I, I like this one. Like one thing that is um, kind of interesting about Brock Purdy is that like his, so, okay. Ian, to your point about the fact that like, he has actually been a pretty decent runner in the yeah. playoffs and like, he's, I've been impressed by like what we've seen out of him. Like he's, I would say like he has some sort of like game manager ish like tendencies or like characteristics but he's also been pretty good creating plays outside of structure like yep. that was a big part of the 49ers coming back last week was pretty doing things with his legs pretty breaking outside of the pocket and like making some throws that weren't intended um i mean i've been impressed with that but like he's actually a pretty good athlete um and like I know if you look at his 40 yard dash, you don't really see athleticism. Like he has a 4.84, uh, 40 yard dash, but his 10 yard split was 1.55. Like that's a pretty good number. Like Christian McCaffrey's 10 yard split was 1.52. Like, <laughs> and um, and we have Patrick Mahomes a 4.8. Like it is one of those yeah. things where again, no, he's not Lamar Jackson out there, but the guy can move a little bit. Yeah. Like he's, he's actually a, a decent runner. So uh, yeah, I like this one. And as you mentioned, there's always the possibility of those kneel downs at the end of a game or even like at the end of a half to, yeah. uh, to give you some, some possibilities here. So I do like that one. Okay. Uh, what I'm looking at, and I'll just say like, there's an SGP that I really like involving Christian McCaffrey, but I've talked about it on the show. Uh, maybe I will highlight it next week. I wrote about it in my prop piece. You can check it out there, but since I've talked about it before, uh, no need really to, to hit that again. And since we want to stay in the realm of player props while still being a little bit weird, uh, I have a prop that involves CMC, but is more about Pacheco than CMC. So this is maybe still theoretically a chief's bet, but, uh, it ties in with the 49er. I'm going Isaiah Pacheco plus 23 and a half rushing yards versus Christian McCaffrey at minus 115 odds. And you can get this. Uh, of course, at DraftKings and uh, just making sure that is still the number that they have there yet, yeah, plus 23 and a half. So this is a bet on Pacheco, but it's also like a little bit of a fade on McCaffrey to the extent that like, I don't think the rushing workload between the guys is going to be all that different. I have for the yardage Pacheco projected at 70 McCaffrey projected at 82.7. Um, you know, Pacheco, he's one of my Super Bowl fantasy favorites. I think he has a chance to outrush McCaffrey actually in a head-to-head -head matchup. Um, and that that's plus 175 at DraftKings. I prefer the spread to the money line because I do think the 49ers will rely on the running game, but Pacheco is going to have a pretty significant workload. As Ian mentioned earlier, 
in the AFC Championship game. He had 24 carries, even though he was questionable entering that game with ankle and toe injuries. Now, you know, coming out of the bye, I think he's going to be, you know, like pretty close to full health. Um, in the postseason, Pacheco has 21 carries per game. McCaffrey has just 18.5 since the bye week. So that was week 10 for Pacheco. Since the bye week, Pacheco has 18 carries, uh, averaged 18 carries across eight games. McCaffrey, since the week nine bye for him, he's averaged 17.6 carries across nine games. And that's excluding week 17 when he was injured. So like there's a real chance Pacheco ends up having just as many carries uh, as McCaffrey, or maybe even more carries than him. And of course, the 49ers, two-point favorites, so McCaffrey could benefit from a run-heavy game script, but I think the Chiefs keep this game competitive. I think there's a pretty good chance they win. Like, we know how awesome Mahomes has been as an underdog throughout his career, 10-1-1 against the spread, 9-3 and on the money line as an underdog. So I think that means we could see from the Chiefs a pretty run-heavy game for Pacheco, uh, and the matchup is good. The 49ers, uh, number 30 in defensive rush success rate in the NFC Championship. They allowed 182 yards rushing to the Lions the week before that, 136 to the Packers. Like if the Chiefs decide that they really want to run the ball as much as they can, I think Pacheco is going to have a really good chance of matching McCaffrey and carries. And if that happens, I think it will be hard for him not to cover with the spread of 23 and a half yards. So that's where I'm looking kind of uh, bullish on Pacheco not quite as bullish on McCaffrey. So giving Pacheco plus 23 and a half yards rushing over McCaffrey at minus 115 odds at DraftKings. All right. Um, that's that's what we have here. I know that we're covering just two props per guy at this point. But uh, Jeff, I just want to kick it back to you. Anything stand out to you as like of all of the things that you have seen in the market so far, whether that's something you covered in the show or whether it's spread total, whatever it is, but just right now looking at the board, the thing that you like the most in the betting market. So it, it, I mean, first of all, I'll just mention it. It's kind of funny because I covered that Pacheco versus McCaffrey matchup in, uh, in our best bets article this week. I went, I, I talked about the money line though, because I do think like I, like you said, there's a path for Pacheco to, potentially just just outrush McCaffrey altogether. McCaffrey hasn't outrushed his primary back in either of the 49ers first two playoff games. So like Montgomery had more yards, Aaron Jones had more yards. So I do like that one, but I think the other market that's interesting is is MVP. I mean, I really do think like when you're looking at that, I I think that Christian McCaffrey as a, as an MVP bet, like I, I would almost feel good about taking McCaffrey at plus 475 versus taking just the, the, the 49ers straight up. Like I know that Brock Purdy is, is great, but I, if Christian McCaffrey finds the end zone in this game, man, like I, I think voters are going to give it to him. Like I really do. So I, I think that there's probably, I, I think that the gap between Purdy and McCaffrey is a little bit too big in the MVP market. That's something that's just stood out to me from, from the get go. I kind of like Travis Kelsey there as well. Talk about this more let next week, but um, you know, th that was something else that just popped up to me, you know, on first glance at this market, I, I really do like McCaffrey in that market and uh, I'm still trying to figure out necessarily a way I want to bet it. But um, certainly I think that the gap between him and Purdy is a little bit too big. All right. And uh, right now for the people listening, Brock Purdy plus 229 in the Super Bowl MVP market, Christian McCaffrey plus 475. So a uh, pretty decent difference between those two, Jeff, as you've highlighted there. Ian, uh, out of everything on the board, player props, whatever, 
what stands out to you the most right now as the thing that you like? Always the candle bet, Purdy over three and a half rush attempts. But I will say, you know, as I was digging through to Jeff's point, we have so many more options than like a usual uh, just game slate. And the one thing that stuck out to me was the rushing and receiving touchdowns specifically versus the anytime touchdown scores. Like, I mean, Freeman, I know you've been, you know, king of, hey, let's get the Christian McCaffrey anytime touchdown bet down and see what happens. And for good reason, it's been working, you know, almost every single week of the year. But I mean, you can actually get him just to score a rushing touchdown at a much more reasonable minus 145 odds. So it was minus 145 yesterday so it already is kind of moving back on up but there are some discrepancies there like Brandon Ayuk does not have a rush attempt this season but his anytime, anytime touchdown odds are plus 145 his over 0.5 receiving touchdowns is up at plus 154 so no I mean not exactly gonna get you a Lambo with the difference there in the big and everything like that but I do think again if you're going across the board as we talked about over the last few weeks just before you take that base anytime touchdown or you know just the over under receiving yards prop don't be afraid to look just a little bit tighter because I do think when we start getting into more of the alternate lines and just deeper and deeper into the web, that's where you can start finding a little bit more value with it. So now again, just Purdy over three and a half rush attempts and also again, Pacheco 80 plus rushing yards, but definitely gonna be messing around with more of the rushing and receiving touchdowns, I think, versus the anytime. And you know what? It also sets up a situation where I will just, you know, be throwing a candle through my wall if I see Brandon Nyer get his first rush attempt of the year and score a touchdown. So, hey, whenever we got that, you know, dark comedy side of it, what can go wrong? I like that call out because with uh, with a prop menu this extensive, there is often the uh, the probability um, where you'll have different markets that are really highly correlated, but they're they're priced differently. And so, like like that one with the Ayuk touchdown odds, like you can find uh, like exploitable opportunities there. And I would say that's even the case in thinking about some of these comparison props of. Like, will Pacheco versus McCaffrey have more rushing yards? And then just looking at the market for who has the most rushing yards in this game. You know, like, those are those are pretty much like the same thing, but they're priced a little bit differently. So, uh, yeah, I, I think especially for the Super Bowl with a really expansive prop menu, it pays to, uh, to shop around uh, within the book and to kind of compare the different props and to think about, like, what uh, is entailed and everything that goes in there. So, like that one, uh, my favorite the uh, Patrick Mahomes under 21 and a half DraftKings. This is, uh, I mean, this is one of the favorite bets I've seen in a long time. So I will probably be uh, betting way more than I should on whether Patrick Mahomes has 21 and a half DraftKings points, which is the most ridiculous thing in the world. But uh, that's where we are. We have one game left. We have to celebrate it. All right. That is going to do it for this prop pod edition of the Betting Live Show brought to you by Fantasy Life and DraftKings. Please subscribe to the show. Tell your degenerate betting friends. Join the Discord. See all of our bets in the free Fantasy Life Bet Tracker. And check out the Super Bowl episodes that we have next week. And then follow us on social media at the Fantasy Grind, iHeartIt, and Matt F. The Oracle. Thank you and see you again next episode.